Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting that uh, Outsiders from WGN. Uh, this was episode 106. What was it called? Weapons. Weapons. Um, Brought to us by Peter Matei. <laughs> oh, Peter. Yeah. Um, man, I, I don't want to waste any time. I'm going to continue to say this and go on and on and on. And I feel like I'm being redundant. These episodes are kicking ass and just taking names. I mean, one after another. Just over and over again. I wish uh, some of the people in the TV show would take some credit for the names that they're kicking because this is the best show on TV. I mean, I, I'm I'm really surprised we're not getting more critical reviews on different things and getting buzz, you know, because I remember when like AMC and Mad Men came out and a few other shows and so on, and they were just talking about this, that, and so on and being artistry and writing and stuff. And I really feel like, you know, this is taking Mad Men's place. Yeah, it's to a point, you know. I mean, no, you're wrong. It's dirty mountain folks and, you know, whatever you call it. <laughs> Quite a bit, a little different. It's not suits and sex and, you know, You know, despise. I mean, we traded the whiskey for some moonshine. You know, a little bit better yeah, than drink. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, I mean, completely different kind of genres, but, you know, I feel like it's got very similar qualities, but not just the writing, but more the aesthetic appeal and, and of course, adding action to it. So Very close detail on the camera work, and that has just been lost. Right. There, there's no doubt. So, uh, again, I'm just saying that the, the show is rocking. I mean, they're packing a lot of information into these episodes. This one, I would say, is probably one of the most. There was so much going on. They're, they're acting like it's an hour long, and it didn't hurt this episode because, no. I mean, we still got it all going, and I didn't miss anything. But if they keep trying to do these kinds of episodes, I'm a little worried. Yeah. I mean, it's another example where there was no fluff. Everything that was viewed on camera had purpose, intention, and it moved that character or the overall story along to in a good us, way. Yeah, to get us to the next scene and everything. And as long as they keep on this concise path, we're golden. There's no doubt. And we bounced a lot around with different characters this episode. And so I think just for continuity for our podcast and everything else, I think we kind of just go down each certain characters we think had the most to do and what bounced off them and so on. And, man, I got to tell you, I'm going with you. Know, I think the highlight and the character that kind of stole the show, in my opinion, was the stash last oh, night. Stash is in full attack, and I, mean, I couldn't be happier. He uh, went from a wide range of levels of likability to me in this yes, episode. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. There's no, You know, he was kind of circling the drain to some different things. We've had an episode or two you're like, ugh. And this time, but I'm talking about we ran the gambit. Yeah, we went from the we went from the bowl all the way out. I mean, it was just uh, something else, you know. And our emotions, at least mine, and I was watching with my wife and a few other people, you know, they were just so up and down. One moment you're so proud, and next moment you're like, you son of a, you know, and, <laughs> and and then it goes back and forth and back and forth, and it's just it's just crazy. I mean, he he was a roller coaster this episode. There there was many highs and lows, and, and corkscrews and everything else. I mean, the guy was all over the place. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed, you know, that I, I, his sister coming and slapping him around and kind of giving him the what for. And it was needed. It was. Know, the, and, you know, hey, I'm going to take your son. And as soon as that was threatened, boom, something snapped. And 
Yeah, we saw we saw action. We yeah. saw things moving, and my wife was over there pumping her fish because she's like, "Dang right, girl, you do what you, you know." Because she was feeling that way at the end of last episode, yep. you know, and uh, like a lot of people were. And so this was it was a you know it was tough to watch in some part of it, but it was definitely needed. And then you see them, and you're putting we're putting new door locks in, we're putting the slide bolt. You know, you're grabbing the pills, you know, counting them out, making sure you're throwing them all away, cleaning your act up. How about how about the extra detail of pouring oil on them? Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? How many times we've seen people just, you know, dump them into, into a toilet and flush? You know what I'm saying? And then knowing, like, hey, I might be able to stop that and get a hold of them in right. a little bit. You know, this, you know, he, 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 they go to the extra detail, the extra mile that no one can get to this stuff and nobody can touch this. And, you know, I, I, I like that. You I know? really appreciated it. Exactly. Something so simple. It you was, know, that added that extra little element of somebody going, you know what, we're going to break the mold of the typical dumping them in the toilet and getting rid of them or so on. You know what I mean? Let's, let's think a little bit of like an addict here. And, you know, there's something like you said, it's these little details that make a show from good to great. Exactly. And they're growing on it from the beginning because this wouldn't have been in episode one. But, you know, they're learning from their mistakes, and that little extra detail is going to go the extra mile. It is. It really, really is. You know, and so, of course... You see him, and he's talking to his son, and he's letting him go, and he talk. We get some background. We finally get some background. Uh, we we learned that you know, evidently, his wife had mental illness, very uh, serious issues. You know, and I almost want to say he said that. Did, did we catch her name? Was it Andy Ray, or was it something like that? I heard the name. I didn't catch it. You know, and there was a big speculation. There was a buzz on Twitter and Facebook and so on. By the way, we got tons of feedback this week. I want to throw I want to throw it out shout outs to uh, Feral Territory on Facebook. Man, mm-hmm. ran by this awesome girl. She she's knocking out of the park. They they're they're tripling their numbers and their uh, their members are just flying through the roof. And of course, there's also uh, the Frenzy Feral Frenzy and so on. That there's another group. It's a Facebook group that do a ton of stuff and their memberships going through the roof. They're both ran by these awesome girls and they just it is top notch Facebook pages. They they don't do sport. They they they're respective. They don't do spam. They don't do ad and all that stuff. And they've kind of latched on to us. And I want to say I think we want to say thank shout you. Shout out, thank you. You know, it's just it's it's refreshing to see that there's other people who are appreciating really good TV, and uh, we're we're pumped to be a part of it. Absolutely, like we just want to get this show out there as much as possible. There's no doubt. And they brought up tons of feedback and brought posed some questions for us and stuff. And I thought that was real kind. And there was put out there on some of those threads in which, you know, I want to kind of literally look into this is that, that was the, you know, remember that there was that one random time he pulls up beside like this prostitute girl and he it calls looked like her. the same girl. Yeah. And he called her, I thought Andy Ray or something like that. And there was some speculation that is this maybe the wife? And we just have never got that conclusion or understanding or the reason. I don't think that there's any way that this call girl that he is still with is the wife. You know, in my mind, I hope not. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't see. I, I just that's, I, a br- that's a bridge too far for me. It, it is, but I mean, it, it looks like that she's still in the same town, and I mean, it'd be hard to hide it from the kid. And right. she still doesn't look like she really has any mental illness outside of a drug dependency. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm she with looks you. to have all her wits about her. It just—it looks like an old somebody he uses every once in a while. You know, during his, <laughs> you know. His rough with, times, you know, and so that's kind of what I got at it. So I, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm not going to throw it in the garbage or anything, but I'm going to say I'm skeptical of that theory. But you know, hey, it could turn out, and we could be looking like fools. But 
Um, but my opinion, if that is the way it goes down, they're going to have to dress that up to make me like that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be a very big fan of that one. I mean, that that that's shelved for me. Yeah, I just don't I, see I, it. One hundred percent shelved. Um, but again, the stash. We get the phone call, and it leads to probably my favorite scenes. Well, of I mean, the, before we get there, I mean, we're still in the bed with her, which. Pitiful performance by the stash. I mean, after what we had from Hazel last week, I mean, that was commercial break. And then here, it was the break. Oh, my gosh. But this interaction with him afterwards where she's trying to get him to take pills and stuff, and he's fighting. Oh, yeah, he's a little call girl, stuff like that. And I'm pumping my fist like, heck, yeah, he's doing right. And da-da-da-da-da, you know. And... And then she just kept going, just couldn't did, resist it. Did anybody else want to reach your hand to the screen and, like, choke this heifer? You know, and just be like, get off of him, okay? <laughs> My man's making positive strides here. Get off of him, you know? Instead, you know, she pops the top on a lukewarm beer. Looking like the high pills. life. Oh, like, God. Uh, uh, slop and foam in a exactly. pan. Not only that, it's hot. Jeez. I mean, I was... I was struggling I mean, watching her drink it. I mean, know? I need to be on that pill just to down that beer. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's be pleasurable no doubt. going with it. I mean, let's go ahead and put this together. We can't perform. We, my back hurt. <laughs> we decide to take pills, and we're drinking lukewarm high life. Midday. You know, nothing against Miller High Life, by the way, but I'm sorry. When, it, when it's hot like that, we're talking slopping foam. It's, it's, yeah. it's borderline pond water. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I'm rather going down to get the well. <laughs> I mean, so... Uh, this entire little scene and scenario was buzzkill. I, I mean, mean, it was straight down the coaster, oh and God, you know, that's no, a long climb. Back no up. breaks, cliff over, you name it. You know, and so yeah, I was like, Pfft. well, then it leads to him. We get it to the house where the old man had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Okay, and of course he walks in there. Now, did you notice? Of course, he takes this necklace out of his hand, you know, mm-hmm. and this guy hides it, you know, the evidence. Looks up, sees the whole, you know, so you can, we know what's going on. We saw it, but, you know, he deciphered. And, again, we're hiding the evidence. We're trying to make sure people don't have a connection to the ferals and all that. Um, it's it's like bad karma, you know what I mean, for yeah. this guy. Then he goes outside, and I think this is the funniest scene of the entire episode, in my opinion. This this old battle axe, <laughs> you know, is out there barking at him. Let me show you the door. Let me do that, all like that. And he, ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> you know. And eventually, he just has to it, tell had, had him enough. to shut up, shut the thing up, you know. Oh, and, I loved it. He, did, did anybody else? I, I I saw this tons of the feedback and everything else, where people were just talking about how. He seemed so uncomfortable saying the words and everything else. It looked like it actually physically pained him to go ahead and get the because the first time he said it, he was like, "Oh, oh my god, I can't believe I just <laughs> said this." And then he's like, "You know what? Wait a minute, no. I'm gonna hit you with this." Yeah, <laughs> and I liked it, but it was the third or fourth one. The last one, it just didn't sit with me. It was like it was one too many. It was, yeah, it was beating it up a little bit, but I mean, like overall, I was just, oh, it was, it was such a it was such a polarizing. You know, situation to talk to this woman like that, and she, her her reaction, beautiful, priceless. I mean, she played that scene to perfection. From, <laughs> she just kind of looks aside, like, wait a minute, the sheriff just told me something. You know? <laughs> I mean, that, and kudos to WGN throwing some bombs out there. They they have no care. I mean, like, AMC take notes exactly. FX you, take notes. You know, you what I mean? have some leeway. You get a certain amount per season. I mean, come Let's on. use them. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, when you were talking about the way it, like, pained him, you know, it was like, 
when he's in these situations and he's like either drunk or pills or he's struggling, you know, you notice like he's got an arch in his back and he, you know, they make him look sweaty and he, he, he not mumbles, but it doesn't deliver strong. Yeah. No, I mean, this guy, it's like, he's watching it float out of his mouth. Right. He is, he is, he's swinging for the fences with this look, you know, to show the disabling effect that it's doing to him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's just got like a big mop sway. It's like someone's grabbing the mop and slapping him before every take. And and he walks around like there's a bear on his back, you know, (laughs) Uh, you know, no wonder his back hurts and he can't perform. Hey, Leo got the Oscar, you know, he might as well see if the bear helps him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so, and of course he gets in the car, he takes off, you know, and, and it's just, it's just a mess, you know. I mean, his driving is—it's uh, leaving something for the imagination <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my man in his six-point turns, you know. Uh, God, I mean, apparently there wasn't a driver's test to become sheriff because it—it's not good. No, no, no. You know, and so we take a break from the stash in the episode for a while, and then we reemerge at the, you know, I believe it's at the gunfight scene. The the 22nd, the big old gunfight. Right, and it's kind of towards the end of the episode. And I'll tell you what, we'll come back to that when we get, we talk about Big and Ace and all that stuff. But, you know, the second hot topic across the board, in which I do believe this has got to be the fan favorite character, which, in my opinion, is kind of like number three or four in the character ranking of the show. But fan favorite, no doubt. Oh, easily fan favorite. Oh, I mean, it was just it's just night and day. And that's Hansel. And um, him and his honeys. Yeah, everyone out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, what a what a Twitter handle. You know, Hansel's honeys. I, I mean, props. <laughs> props. Keep, keep it up, y'all. Y'all are a big fan of us. Uh, yeah, and they, yeah, they are. And we really appreciate it. And. Um, and so, yeah, we get the whole laundromat thing. You know, we roll up in there. Weird um, scene. Like, how does he keep finding her? Like, is does his expert tracking come into play, I or I don't know. It makes you feel like because that kind of watches me. her from the distance it's and a then, little bit of stalkerish, a little stalkerish. Because know, so not only did he find her there, but he also knew where her house was. This is true. And I don't remember him ever completely walking her home. Well, I remember that one time she's like, hey, walk me home. But I don't remember her taking going home. I remember her taking her to that house where they're going, ooh, la, la. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you got a point there. Um, but I, I would call it a, a quality edit where, you know, you can let your imagination fill that gap. Yeah. Where if, if you were watching her walk around and stalking, it would probably hurt your perception of their relationship considering what's just happened. Yeah. I can see that being potential. Um, so, you know, we're at the laundromat and here's the thing about laundromat. We've seen this kind of stuff before. She, you know, she goes to rejection. She realizes there's going to be trouble. You know, she, she doesn't want to see somebody get hurt. You know, her brother's got his volatile, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing I liked about the scenes. They both seem genuine of what they're talking about. Hansel doesn't fly off the handle like a lot of people would expect, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it looked like you expected him to be a loose cannon, start breaking some machines, rip doors off, you know, cause right. a big commotion. He does a little bit, but he I mean, does nothing. A little bit. Here's the detail I thought was awesome. How many times did they show scenes of like people in the laundromat kind of looking? That's over what I was going to say. The background reactions, the people, like where they the pan concern. the camera over, like you see that guy kind of giraffe naked, like yeah. Hey, uh, what's going on? Is that a feral? Yeah. Right. They're all like, we're curious, but I don't want to get close enough to what, what I perceive as a dangerous, feral. very hostile situation. Exactly. You know, and 
they did it multiple times and it was needed. Mm-hmm. It, it helped create the tension for the episode on that scene. It showed that, you know, the persona that he still carried of the race. And then also just a feral being down. Exactly. In view. Exactly. Did you, exp- did you kind of feel like one of the townspeople was going to come in and step in between I was them? kind of expecting somebody to say, Hey, is there a situation yeah. here? But nobody stepped up. Instead, we got some woman that walks right between <laughs> them you know, a tubby tubby moves on through her with her you know, pink or red jumpsuit. Uh-huh. I, I was kind of like, okay, that was a little, mm. you know, I didn't understand that, but I guess. But I mean, like that was what caused the break point to where she kind of had the clothes back towards the door and then did the old ace in the hole. I'm going to hurt you emotionally so you don't come after me. And then. Right. Get away from me, hillbilly. Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. And then Hansel's seeing right through it. Just, yeah. you know, that's. That's not how you feel. I, I know what we did was beautiful. Right. And yeah. uh, we, we spent you know, on and over. I, and I, I, and that's something else, too. How about the how about the verbiage in the commentary? You know, instead of saying, I had a heck of a night, you know, mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's like we made magic. It was beautiful. Da, 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 da. It was more sincere, more a true love experience. Da, da, da. Instead of, you know, it's some very, people would be stereotypical. I mean, like you said, it's very educated, well-spoken. You know, we're learning more and more about the ferals right and uh, it's interesting now that you say that is where they got that verbiage right yeah i mean it's it's showing that there is more to them you peel back the layers of the onion and you're, you're seeing that uh it's not just a you know wild beast you know no. it's you know they do have a a code and ethics and so on of how you treat a woman and be a woman, that kind of stuff. So, and he's taking that to the next level and and it's appreciated and you can see it by the way they're writing his character. Absolutely. And I mean, he's quickly climbing the ladder and as it was said last week, he's what the fourth cousin. So, I mean, he's a pretty high-ranking member in the family. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, even if he only has seven digits, he's doing well for himself. You know, a quick, a little bit later. Yeah. he, He ends up back at the place and, he makes a dumb move, decides to knock on the door. Um, of course, we've been waiting on this moment for a long time. We've yes. seen this preview multiple yeah, I mean, times. It was in the first preview, and I've been waiting on it ever since, and it did not disappoint. Did it not? Wow. I mean, wow. And I, I also loved how they separated it. You know, they had just the talk between him and the brother, you know, and he tries to give him a gift. It's like a little peace thing, and the brother is not having it in any shape way or form and just slams it in on him oh no yeah it's just like knocks out of his hand Handel doesn't get too excited you know he's like get away i'll kill you blah 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 and so on and then we have the spider monkey (laughs) you know he sees that she's in trouble and distress the brother starts giving her a fit and And stash you know get a camera on this door kicking because it's going to come in (laughs) handy later I, mean, <laughs> I totally forgot about that mediocre kick to the door, oh, God. and the old woman's like, "Really? That's the best <laughs> you got?" <laughs> I mean, I, I think my little nephew's going to be kicking the doors better by the end of the year. <laughs> oh, that is so true. I mean, I, the way he kicked that door, I thought he was putting a shoe up to tie it. <laughs> That's how aggressive it was. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, he he heard B and E and thought it was breakfast time over at the diner. Like bacon and eggs, let's get it. Yeah, and, that, uh, that was pathetic. So Handel kicks this door, and yeah, when we get to Spider Monkey. Now, what I thought was really, really cool is that um, some of our good people on Twitter and Facebook hit us up and let us know that um, the actor did his own stunts for the entire scene. Really? And the whole nine yards, and during the, one of the takes, it, they had an accident, and he fell and hurt his back, and almost, I believe, kind of 
not so well, you know, that situation, but was able to complete the set and the whole nine yards and follow through. Woo. I want to, I want to go. Yeah. Right here. Congratulations. I mean, I mean, I mean, Kyle Gowner. Yeah. And I mean, over there doing way to bring it. thing. Way to bring it. You know what I mean? Yet again, giving us the authentic, the authentic, I'm never going to be able to say that word. <laughs> Just but, say we're Miss Sloppy and, you know, that's the best you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. But y'all know what we're trying to say. And just bringing more to the show than other. Oh, yeah. It made everything authentic instead of seeing a stunt double from behind. Absolutely. You know, uh, in which I think that's the reason we had at least 60% of most of our feedback is Hansel, you know, Related. Sansel, the, <laughs> you know, the whooping ass, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, and when we get towards the end of the episode, I'm going to give props to a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook and the comments they put out there. I love some of them. Um, and so we look forward to doing that at the end of the episode. I mean, because we love viewer feedback and everything oh, yeah, and it man. just makes this more enjoyable. Well, I'll be honest with you. When I was going through the feedback last couple, you know, last uh, today and yesterday, I learned more about the episode by con- making these connections with different people on these feedbacks they were bringing to the table. I mean, like me learning about him doing his own stunts and learning about where these things actually filmed and located. And, you know, it's filmed in Pittsburgh. I mean, not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, different areas. And they even have aerial shots. I mean, these Facebook pages, uh, you know, Territory and Frenzy, they really got their homework put together. There's people who, like, live right next to the, the shooting. shooting scene and talk about the compound and where people stay. And they have these aerial shots from drones that show like this entire area where they do all their films and set. And it's literally right next to a suburb with like houses <laughs> with pools and everything on the other side of the tree line. Oh. I mean, it is bananas. And so if you are a Dower fan, you need to be checking out these Facebook pages and joining in as these members and seeing what they're bringing to the table. It's like a whole expansive of the show. And, the show webpage can't even touch what these people are bringing to the table. No, because the show's webpage isn't showing much. And it's if you really like- not. I'm, I, you know, that's one thing I want to complain about is WGN is just not really. They're not understanding. They're marketing not. Right they're now. not swinging for the fence when no. it comes to marketing and um, promoting a show or so on. And we're trying to make connections with the people at WGN and let them know, hey, we're podding this. You know, we're promoting y'all's product or something like that. And we're not asking for anything. We, we, you know, we'd love to get some feedback from you guys. Just tell us some stuff. And so, you know, we like, can I mean, kinda, we want this show to last. Like, I mean, like we've said we want seasons. Yeah, multiple. Exactly. exactly. Um, and so, and that, so check these pages out. You know, give them the feedback that they deserve. And so we can spread the word of this show. Absolutely. Y'all give them a like. Join in. You're going to love these girls who are running these things. You know, it's not just a true drool over Hansel page. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. There's plenty, you know, girls. Who do. It really does have some quality feedbacks and conversations and they even do trivia and different. Th- I mean, it, it's, it's really going, it's really, really going. Um, so Hansel puts a knife to the you know, the brother's throat, lets him know, you, you know, you heard it again. Is, you were, we got this backwards. You mess with her again. You die, you know, love it everybody's applauding pumping their fists i'm excited to see where that dynamic goes in the next couple of weeks. do you think that holds do you think the brother becomes you know that or do you think brother becomes uh revengeful oh brother's about to start beating on old little sally ann and i feel think bad so about that. Huh? oh absolutely so My, do, you, do you think hansel's gonna do something about it i i don't think that she's gonna let him i just don't see any point where he can kill her and it end all right just because no. I don't know if she'll be accepted up in the mountain, but I'm also wondering if he tries to move her up there. You know what? You know what I kind of foresee here. I think because we had that moment where you know the bro- the brother beat down and all that kind of stuff. 
where does this have to go now? I mean, realistically, there's not going to be happy hunky-dory from now on. No. We're not going to be happy hunky-dory at the house. I really feel like what's going to happen is, is that when all this turmoil finally explodes in the town and makes decisions about what they're going to do about this mountain and the ferals, mm -hmm. their relationship is going to suffer for it. And so it's not really the test of the brother hating it. It's going to be the test of the other town. people finding out and she being persecuted for her liking one and vice versa. You I mean, it was think? already bad enough that it was black and white in this town and everything because you can tell that that is not well liked just by the no, brother's yeah. reaction. I mean, you can just, you know, you can think about the location, yeah. and the, you know, what they're trying to personify. And I mean, then, this is the same state that came, you know came out against gay marriage and came out of this. And you can imagine that people are going to have strong feelings. And then, like you said, once more people start hating the ferals for what they're trying to do, because this is going to make news from what happened later on in the episode. There's going to be other things that you know the, the war is starting, right? And so now that she's dating a feral, on top of that, it, it's going to she's going to become a victim, and he's going to have to make a decision of. Staying with her puts her in danger or go back up on the mountain to keep her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's going to kind of go back to that kind of situation. I think it's going to be interesting to see if he can move her up the mountain because I think that's the only play that she has left to stay on the show. Man, I, I just, I don't see it. I, I really hate to say it. I really, really hate to say this. I don't see her making it. No. I really see like something bad happening Ooh. and it's kind of like a trigger for ferals to go out, you know, go bananas yeah. or especially him. Well, he, he's going to lose it. Right. As we've already, I seen. see a heartache coming because I, I really just don't see there ever being in a situation where she's accepted there and he's, he's accepted, accepted there. there. And, or when it becomes, I think when it becomes public, we're going to see the real ugliness of the situation. And everyone kind of knows that she's with the feral and they want to hurt, hurt the ferals. So that's a good starting point. A good method to do so. I mean, she's been written into a very tough spot. Yes. This, this actress has got a, uh, I think a rough road ahead of her. <laughs> There's no doubt. Um, and of course we can get to what I thought our top bill actors is that's big and Asa, you know, um, you know, oh, big there is making, making the play that, you know, uh, we get some background on dad again. Yeah. We, we learned about, you know, his, what he did, what his purpose was. We learned he got shot in the throat and, and couldn't even muster words, just gargled blood. Oh, you know, horrifying thought that was growing up and knowing that was how your old man went. Oh, whoo. Uh, and then trying to pull the trigger and nothing but his blood coming out of that gun. Yeah. Uh, I'm not holding on to that piece of little memorabilia. <laughs> no, me, honestly, really, that gun needs to go. Yeah. You know, just having it around is kind of creep. But, I, I mean, like you said, that adds to why Big Foster's a little bit the way he is. Yes, you, you see you see his mentality, how it was developed. Yeah, I mean, his literal bloodlust that uh, made him into what he is now. No, one of the favorite lines of the episode is he's he's describing the gun is like a snake that spits venom, you know, or something. I was just, <laughs> just I was they cackling. got guns that spit venom like a rattlesnake. It's yeah. just oh man, I was I was like oh my. that that sounds like something from somebody on the top of a mountain mm -hmm. would say. You know, who's not used to carrying a weapon, good old automatic Uzi or something, yeah. just spitting venom. So they. They divulge this plan to each other about, you know, hey. But who doesn't think to, you know, check check a little window or something to see if Guinevere's still there? Yeah, her her timing was convenient. Very. Um, you didn't tell her nothing, right? You know, the, 
a little bit set. of that was a little pretension, you know, a little setup, a little like that, you know, but I guess you kind of had to have that, you know, um, didn't really create any drama without her knowing to create the antagonist yeah. to the situation. So I was okay with a lot of that. You know, it, it did seem kind of stereotypical, but, but then again, what is not new and fresh nowadays? It hasn't been played 40 different ways. So, you know, it's more, it's more about the little details, yeah. you know? And like I said, the little details, their commentary, the learning, the background about the, you know, the fosters, um, understanding everything. How well they've planned things, but knowing Sunday's church day, knowing to go in when it's early and there's not going to be much backup or anything. How about not, instead of saying two days, he says, you know, two full, mm-hmm. full, day, you know, like the extra descriptive words and so on. Quality details, you know. Instead of saying a couple of days, it's after two full days. You know, no you know, misunderstanding or anything. It's this right. is our timeline. Right. Yeah. This is our timeline. And this is how we communicate what we think a week is or a days are and stuff, you know, where you and I'll be like, yeah. yeah, in a couple of days we'll get together and, and the, do this. Theirs is, you know, hey, after two full days we'd make our move. You know, it was much more much more authentic to what they're trying to personify as mountain folks. And then they explained it like, cause they have to explain it to us. So we know what's going on. And they did a genius thing of having a guy who's never done a raid before and having him being all anxious. And then little foster being able to get the one line that he has like all show. I feel and just be like, Oh, it's your first raid. You know, you want to jump to it. all skippity do. Yeah. And then they give us the whole plan and it fit. Oh, you yeah. know, I felt like they weren't just spoon feeding it to us. No, 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 no. I mean, I didn't feel like I was having to open my mouth and they're dropping a shovel <laughs> on my face. You know what I mean? It just, it, no, it was, it was calculated. It was good quality detail. You know, made you understand and it gives you the mindset of the characters involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course you see them and like you said, Gwen goes and tells Asa, Hey, you need to you know try to do something like that. And then, and the plan plays out and the four of them get together and they, it's a cool little four wheeler scene. I love how the camera work moves through the uh, move through the forest to mm-hmm. see him go up and down these hills, hitting the f- different peaks and valleys with yes. it and everything. Yes, and um, and then make their way down there, and they stop and they have a little you know huddle and you know hands in you know <laughs> and get uh, get yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I mean I would say the only problem I had with it again is timing and. If it we know it's a three hour ride and everything, you know why why isn't it dawn when they're leaving? Yeah, I don't know. You know, know. but I mean, like, like like I said, you know, the timing, that's the only big nitpicking thing we've had, and it just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, it's just, it's when you when you start your series off by explaining how long it takes to get to from point A to point B, and then you see people show up miraculously <laughs> so quickly, time. you know, it's just kind of like, you kind of painted yourself into a corner. Yeah. You know, so I get that. So we get down there, and who else did not see this coming when they walk up to this door, they did not see that they would be ready for him. Now, my question for you is, did Asa tell them? This is a hot topic that was on there as well. In my opinion, in my opinion, I want to say yes. Really? Because I want to say no. Like I just don't see how, because he knows that that's leading them to death. If well, he tells them. here's the other part. Let's say, let's say you're right. Which I'm kind of on the fence. I really, really am. You know, he was at a police station waiting on the police officer to leave. Like he mm-hmm. knew that the police were going to be called and leave. Now you could say he knew because he tipped them off, or you could say he knew that because the fosters were going to, you know, rob the place and they're going to have to call the police. 
<clears throat> so you could say 50-50 either way. In my opinion, the way they've been showing Asa's character, everything has been a cunning move. Very. Everything has been thought out. I'm doing this to create this. I'm doing that to create this. He's ahead of everybody. Right. And so for him to be sitting at the police station and she's like, do something. My motivation is, is that you let the shop owners know. And if Big Farrell gets killed, guess what happens? You yeah, have your, yeah. one less enemy that's fighting against what you know you need to do on the mountain to try to save the community. I mean, you're kind of talking me into it because mm-hmm. if Lil Farrell dies as well, or Lil Foster dies as well. Ding, ding, ding. Gwyn Gwyn is free and clear. You know what I mean? And you, you, his two flunkies, yeah. they're worth them. I mean, really, what have you lost? Not not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. You know what I mean? And then you then you can beat the people for the mountain and the cold people with wit and you know and smarts and, and intimidation else. and not by grabbing a bunch of guns and going down there blazing fools. You know what I mean? So in my opinion, that's kind of the reason I was leaning towards he the did. reason they showed him at the police station. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For him to, to be there casually going, well, they'll probably mess up and the police will leave. <laughs> no. I think it was more of I'm tipping them off as well as the police will be there. So either they get shot, arrested, arrested. <clears throat> and they're out of my hair. And you so know, that's my mindset. So you see him making a full on power play. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, it fits his character. It fits the way they've been writing him as the character. Cause everything he's done is calculating for a purpose. And I mean, you're definitely talking me into it. It's just, <clears throat> he's been so gung ho about not wanting war. I find right. it hard to believe that he's going to set four of his people up to die. That is the other side of that makes the other side of my neck tickle. Like, why would you set up a situation where you know somebody could get killed or hurt, and mm. it could probably amplify? And I mean, like, I could see him being at the police station and tipping the police off, <laughs> but to tip off the gun store owners. I tell you what, if you if you're one of our good listeners, in which man, we really appreciate y'all. If you've got an opinion or something like that. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or email, you know, at Lee TV Podcast or Lee TV Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Why was Asa at, at the, the police, police station? station? Why did they show this? Because they do not give you a conclusive answer to the purpose they show him there. Yeah, I mean, we had no idea what he was going to do to stop it. No. And so I'm really curious if somebody else has a different perception. You know, you could make it a cash versus Zach thing. Zach's the guy, <laughs> cash is the loser. I won't say it the other way around. Um, but, you know, something of that nature. Um, so, <clears throat> of course, the gun battle, the full. <laughs> these two shop owners have got body armor, metal doors. Right, they're I, shooting M16s, rifles. I thought they were SWAT. I mean, I mean impressive. Very. You know, and here is the detail that I thought was monumental. I'm going to go ahead and guess the bullet going through both sides of the car. Thank you. I mean, thank you. My only problem with that was not every gun was doing it, but they at least gave us one gun. That's true because I've got news for you. If you can go back, which I'm a Mythbusters junkie. I I really love the first five or six seasons. Mm -hmm. The last ones have kind of got me, especially when they got rid of Tori and all them. But I mean, you can go back and look up those seasons and they show you that even the most average handgun all the way up to your small rifle, up to your cannons, them bullets (laughs) go through the seat. The doors, the glass, out Everything. the next seat, the door, glass. Your, your car is Swiss cheese. Do not hide behind a car. No, you better, you better get by the wheel of the engine block. <laughs> and guess where they were hiding? Behind, behind the, the wheels and the engine block areas and seemed to be okay. Mm-hmm. But 
Wow. I love that. You know, don't get me wrong. M16s, they would be going right like, through that car too. Oh, yeah. That was that was a miss. But, you know, they but, at least gave us something that did. But here's the thing. I think that here, this is a classic Walking Dead thing I make is, is that there is something you want to be seen or said in the episode. So how do you get to that point? Fair enough. A good example is, is that, okay, we're shooting the car full of pieces. We're watching glass break everywhere. They're like, holy crap, da, da, da. And then you see, boom. And, 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 and both the, the sound gar- effects of that. Oh, yeah. And off. then Biggs comment. They oh, got a cannon. Oh my out god, there. they got a cannon, you know. <laughs> I think that line made made up for any words. was the reason we had the difference in guns and the Swiss cheese and you know, all that kind of stuff. And if that's why they did it, I'm perfectly okay. I'm okay with, okay it, with because it, that you know? line there was a lot of one-liners thrown through the show that There was. There really really was. You know, and so I thought that was good. Now, I did I will say like we we did have one viewer feedback and I'll go ahead and give them the props right now. And they the one we asked them, we asked the question of what was some of the best things about the show? Maybe it was something that was negative that could have been better. And we only had of all the feedbacks we had, Cash, you know, you and I went through, we only found one. Yeah. And the one comment was is they thought the gunfight Ended with a wah wah wah. You a know, little what I mean? limp. it was a little stash. Yeah, you know, yeah. I and, mean, it, it was like, and her name was Cindy uh, Soares, and she put it out there that you know she just thought the gun battle was just me, eh, you know. And I, I think I know where she's coming from because I was kind of like when he's like puts his hand up and goes, "Hey, we're done," you know, uh, we quit. Da 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 da. I was kind of like, he was like, "Put your guns in the car." Da, da. You know, it just didn't. I was a little confused at where Big Foster was trying to go with it, but I really liked that he was aware enough that he didn't want that blood on his hands. Like, he was willing to accept that he lost this battle. Yeah. Which was a side of Big Foster that I didn't think we were ever going to see. Well, here's the thing. In my mind, if you just tried to rob a gun store and these guys are waiting on you and they they are shooting out cars, woods, they are out to kill you, I don't see him stopping to say, because you say, hey, we're done. I just see him putting more ammo downrange, you know, in my opinion. Maybe. I mean, I can't believe that anyone really wants to kill somebody. I don't know, man. I I think in today's world, if somebody shot at your place, it's like green light. (laughs) They took it as that green light and stuff. I mean, mean, as soon as he saw him put, raise the gun up, you know, essentially wave the white flag without having one. Yeah. He was okay with not having to murder somebody unarmed. I got you. You know, because I mean, you don't want to. Don't trust me. You don't want to lose big, and you don't want to lose little, and you don't want. You know, I don't care about the other two too much. You know, no, I mean, knucklehead one, knucklehead two. Exactly. Um, I just, you know, I just kind of thought. I mean, we got a guy who got shot at the construction yard in the leg, and we hadn't really addressed that much. This time we have full on assault <laughs> and we got guys who get peppered with glass. Yep. And then that's about it. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. I was not like I was like hoping somebody got shot to pieces, but it was very anticlimactic. It was. And I think that when you build that up and you see cars getting blown through and oh my god, they got a cannon, da da da. You expect to see one guy at least get winged yeah you you know know. let me see the shoulder shot or an arm down and you know they have to make the call of whether or not they take him somewhere to heal him or leave him well we we did end up getting that at uh, (laughs) by the end of the episode well in a much different version yes um but this is also the time that stash comes in and puts his stash in the way yes and prevents you know any further action and allows the four of them to scurry away 
Um, Which also, I mean, I have, are there only two police officers left in the town? That's what I'm gathering. Because yes. there was about six police cars at the station. Yeah. And why is it funny to me that I would have thought the younger guy should have got there first? Oh, I mean, clearly he should have been there. Like, the way they were setting that up. out of the yeah. station quick, fast, in a hurry. They, the way they set that up, I was like, yeah, I was kind of thinking maybe the young guy gets involved and somehow gets hurt. Yeah, league, I mean, and then maybe, it's just the stash. Yeah, and there's nothing he could do. He can no <laughs> longer prevent the fair. I mean, we can't finish with a woman. My back hurts. We can't, we can't stop taking pills, drinking hot beer. Uh, can't speak properly to an old lady. No. The guy is on a roller coaster of I will never be sheriff again. Down, down, yeah. and more down. Yeah, and then that was even communicated by the gun store owners. You know, you you know, <laughs> you're <laughs> letting them go. Yeah, I see. Go chase them. Well, I'm getting in my car. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. Do I tell you how to shoot a gun? No. The co- the vote of confidence was not oh. communicated from them. No, there, there might be a uh, vote mid mid episode next week on if Stash can still be sheriff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. Oh, uh, just woo. Um, so anyway, we get into the you know the chase, and then the other cop shows up. And miraculously out of nowhere and is already on the uh hind tails of good old big foster right you know and i thought it was cool to have the chasing the cop cars chasing the four withers the cop cars got a lot further up the mountain than i ever thought they were going I did to too. you know and i thought it was you know a four wither don't get me wrong even going full hilt I, I doubt we're going much past 25 40 Four, miles they can get up to 40 50. i know they can but i mean the way they were driving on the show it didn't look like they were really like blowing yeah. and going okay, yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. and i mean they don't have no helmets da, 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 da. they were making some good smooth turns and so i mean realistically I mean, a cop car is not going to bump the back of a four-wheeler no. and, you know and kill the person you know well, <laughs> well, let's don't talk yeah, about hindsight okay. here, but I mean, they made the chase seems seem pretty authentic and realistic and entertaining it, for like you said, yeah, you know, yeah, going because yeah, you're like slow. the worst thing you could have is them going, eh, and then there's a car behind them, eh, you're like, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, get you, yeah, I'll pull over, <laughs> and the speedometer's breaking 22, 25. I mean, <laughs> how great would it have been to get the new guy on the uh, old radio just pull over yeah really. you on the four-wheeler <laughs> yeah really i mean that, take a left at the tree instead it made it seem like they're all going 70 miles an hour <laughs> around curves and through this and that you know they did a good job of kind of disguising that realistically that they're probably not going as fast as you think but no. having a bunch of turns going into wooded areas going to, making some cool jumps you know over I, yeah, jumping the Foster's over taking complete control of this chase. You know, Big Foster knowing exactly where this tree is that the cop's not going to be able to follow. Right. And, and then, so on. Now, I will say the show really threw me a curveball there at the end because, you know, they show one the cousin purposely pull, hanging back, yeah. getting a gun out and ready. And I'm thinking, Stash, Stash is, is in, done. Stash is in trouble. We're about to lose the next sheriff. Yeah, well, you know, you know, sheriff is not a uh, top job. Uh, yeah, let me tell you, you know, bear traps and guns, you're not going to make it around here. And and so I was really kind of surprised. I did was not surprised that they showed him stop chasing. No, I was like, that was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, that you know, we've that's been telegraphed, telegraphed, telegraphed. You know, how cool was it that the camera did not stop filming? As he stops, mm. does his six-point turn, you know, <laughs> the turn around, and just as he does, smack! Black. 
And I the mean, music that they're playing, letting us know. Like, as soon as that music played, I was like, boom, stash is done. Yeah. And something. I was like, we're about to have some guy standing right there on the floor where they're looking at him through the glass and bang. Mm-hmm. We're going to see him take a shot to the chest or something, and we're going to see the catastrophic event. And that's what's going to lead to the catalyst of the mountain, yeah. And the, you know, versus the people is that even Stash is getting shot. <laughs> but no, instead, yeah. head on collision, collision. into yeah. the windshield, and that windshield's cracking and everything. Fantastic money, oh, money, and loved so loved every second of now, it. Now I watched this scene three times. I will say they did miss a little bit here because look, think about this. If that four-wheeler hit head-on into that car, okay, that four-wheeler should it be damaged across the front, mm-hmm. okay, as well as that cruiser should be pretty damaged up the front. He hit that windshield, and his body went sideways. Yeah. Now, when they showed him looking for the body, you find the four-wheeler on its side, no damage to the front <laughs> of it, okay? You hear yeah, me no, out. no, you're right. Okay? And then the body was straight out into the woods from the car from the angle it was positioned when he stopped. Yeah, like there's no way that he ends up where he's at. Exactly. And the four-wheeler on his side. On his side because when they show him hit that glass, it shows him go off to the side Mm -hmm. of the vehicle and he gets out and he's 25 feet forward directly in front of the car. You know, and then the four-wheeler being on its side didn't quite match up to me either. Makes no sense. If anything, it would be upended or on its back completely or something because it was a head-on collision, you know? Yeah. I mean, if it was on its side and past the cruiser, like onto the, you know, like past his door, like it went up a, you know, yeah, a little bit. Like kind of rode up the cruiser or something. A little bit. Something of that nature. But really, it should have just stayed on all fours, like just staring at it. Exactly. You know, with some damage or yeah. put a little smoke coming from the front of the car. So, so I thought the crash scene was a little off. You know, not like I'm a CSI or, you know, crime scene, you know, whatever, crash expert. But it just, to me, it didn't it didn't ring true with all the detail they do such a smart job with. Yeah. I um, mean, maybe they had a budget, you know, very easily. Yeah, something maybe Something they're so. working with. Now, the other thing is there was a huge debate on Facebook as well as a little bit on Twitter like that, was this guy actually dead? Or was he just a head contusion and laying there? To me, he looked like a dead fish in the woods. Yeah, I mean... It wasn't even gasping. He's completely dead. He had the glass eye. We would have heard some screaming from the way that arm was twisted. Yeah, it was. It wasn't no, pretty. That is a doorknob. Yeah, I'm going with you. You know, he's a, you know he's possum bait in my mind. I mean, a tree's about to start growing with all that fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, well, we're down I, to knucklehead too, right? And so, of course, he sits on the cruiser, and I think that's just the weight realizing. Okay, I just killed a feral in a high speed pursuit, and well, it's high speed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because, and also, like, how did the four-wheeler guy, Knucklehead 1, not see the, the car turning yeah. around from a distance? I mean, but yet again, that that's nitpicking that. I don't consider it a nitpick. I think you got a very valid point. I mean, he did a six-point turn <laughs> in the same location there. I mean, there's no way that he doesn't see him. Right. And to run right into his windshield and stuff? I mean, like, maybe he Stash was didn't even really get a takeoff. No. You know? No, Stash was at pretty much at a standstill because he just put it back into drive. So, either this guy is a terrible driver on a four wheeler, or it ran out of brakes, or something. Like I said, this as much as it was a curveball and really stunned me, and I'm happy they went that way. 
I just don't think that final it could scene have been done better. Didn't deliver as well. And like um, I know on uh, Feral Territory, the Facebook page, we were talking like somebody posed a question: if you could give a number for what you thought about the episode, I gave it a nine, nine and a half mm-hmm. because I felt like that final scene. Just the two anticlimactic, well, anticlimactic gunfight, and then it could have been done better. Yeah, I just think the ending. details were missed a little bit. It could have been a poor editing job. You know what I mean? It could have been yeah. a situation where we we didn't they cut some things out for time constraints or something like that, which has never been something I've considered for the show. But I thought that was just about the only thing I could say. Yeah, misfire, you know, but not a bad enough misfire to say it, it damaged it. the episode in any or shape exactly. Or form. I think the the seeing the body and the you know the yeah. glassy eye and the arm twist. I was like, oh, oh. That, that arm had me like, oh. oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you there. So my question I want to ask you is: Do you think that Stash calls this in, or does he try to bury it literally? I think he has no choice. You got a busted windshield, busted. You know, headlight. Um, you, I mean, you. I guess you could say I hit a deer, but I mean, there's a few ways I think that he can twist and turn yeah, this. Yeah, I could, I could say that. I mean, who's to say? Nobody knows he hit this. No, the Farrells don't know. For all you know, it looks like a four wheeler accident. And he's in the woods, you know, dead. So who knows? I mean, you drive that four wheeler off the thing. Now, I mean, if he goes and searches the body beforehand and sees that he has the gun on him. Then you know maybe it's a little yeah. bit better. Well, to the call sheriff that could in. use it as a catalyst. Look, I'm trying to get things done here. I just got rid of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, the, the old witch is going to be very happy if yeah, I that's right. One down, sixty yep. <laughs> something to go. You know, well, let's get a drone and start counting. That's right. You know, so I really don't know. I'm. I think the show is going to kind of throw us a, a curveball and how it's handled because the previews didn't give us anything to that. The previews really, really hone in more on the mountain and what's going to happen there and that's going to be a big episode but before we jump to the previews is it ace has had a weird arc he didn't get much screen time this time but he didn't he's no. a master at sneaking through security yeah that's the last thing i was going to say was the him and the ned scenario um it's taking a weird turn i mean ned's like we got a security guard we got cameras we got this we this got place that. is fort knox well, either that or Kentucky security is pathetic. I mean, uh, Raylan just lost a job off of Justified, and yeah, I, mean, I think he could use a little U.S. Marshal on his side. Yeah, and so my man Ned goes down there. AC puts the gun on him. They have this conversation, you know, hey, stop the construction. We're going to kill your family, da 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 You know... It felt very bluffy on AC's part. It varied much so. You, you took the words literally out of my mouth, you know... We, I think as viewers, we're supposed to know that he's not really going to kill folks, but he's trying to put that out there mm. as another way of a nonviolent stop on the assault of the mountain. Um, you know, and he he plays his cards, you know. And I love how he played Ned trying to call Ace's bluff. And he's like, oh, I love how we had the two seconds of, you know, your boys dropping and you feeling big and bad, but now you're going to go upstairs and make that call. Yeah. Or your your wife and son are dead. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, okay, I mean, like, uh, I believe you now. Gotcha, gotcha, you know. Um, you know, that that's the thing. Like you said, it got through all that security like it was nothing. You know, the hot water tr- trick used again. Yeah, um, you know, we saw the door open as soon as Ned goes down there. Ned is oblivious to any kinds yes. of clues. You know, and the show did put some details out there. You know, they have the kind of spat with his wife about, hey, you know, maybe I, the ferals are truly free, mm-hmm. and giving you some comparisons. Uh, and I think that's almost not so much a 
political, but more like a, uh, a slap at, hey, realize this society, we work all day, every day to have materialistic things, and then we complain, we don't have time to enjoy them. Yeah. And then you see these people who live on a mountain free, who have no concerns of anything like that. Happy as can be. Happy as can be, and all we want to do is take it away from them. It was kind of like, wake up, you yeah. know, modern society, here it is. And so I thought that was kind of a cool little way of, you know, throwing that snippet into this show. I mean, that's a big topic right now of, you know, people on their cell phones and not enjoying anything. And it, it was done well. Oh, there's no doubt, you know, and he's like, well, I just give up this, give up that, you know, him and his God awful face. Oh, oh. yeah. I mean, woo. Um, and then of course, how about the whole clipping the toenails and uh, it's disgusting and all that stuff. I mean, you don't get that, you know, you usually just get right to a line or a comic or something like that. No. And they kept that, that little, uh, skit going for the entire conversation <laughs> yeah. with the wife. Clip, clip. Yeah. The water's not working. Clip, mm. clip. Well, maybe it's this clip, clip. Maybe it's air in the line clip. I mean, it was like <laughs> anything. Like, I mean, are you still clipping him? No, I haven't even done it once. Yeah. <laughs> get off me. You know? Um, and then that leads to Ned, you know, going back to work. And giving the old coal miner chick a little piece of his mind. Tried. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Ned, whenever he tries to call bluffs, is not going over for 2. Yeah, he's over. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know what? Got him kicked off the show. That's, hey, that that's the reason the pitcher is putting, the, you know, making the signals on the arm. Uh-huh. It's time to bring the relief in. You know, Ned's a goner, you know. And is Ned gone off the show for good? I mean, I think we'll see him in a couple cameos, but for all intents and purposes, Ned's dead. I think his storyline has come to a conclusion. Yep. Um, he he is no longer needed fluff. Asa real, is about to realize he's going to have to go after the witch. Yes. The, the, and she no is cold-hearted, man. And she is something. Uh, they This chick is bringing it home with this, you know, yeah, already, already has the contacts number dialed before he has <laughs> no excuse. She done. was ready. Oh she yeah. Was, she was ready for whatever excuse BS he had. <laughs> oh, I got his number right here. You know? Oh, it's so-and-so. Don't worry. I'm calling him. Go, yeah. go ahead and call the uh, construction crew. Yeah. Tell him we're back on track. Yeah. Now speaking of coal miner girl, I do like that. We did get this little bitty scene with Stash's brother rolling up in there and kind of giving us the true background of the town, why they have their mindset the way they think and everything. And we learned about Stash's dad mm-hmm. and how he died and he was the one involved. Now, did he, did he is he the one that shot Big Foster in the throat or was that I don't think that was ever clarified. It was never clarified, but I think it's safe to say that he was the one who shot you want to believe that? I sure. do want to believe that. Yeah, I want to believe that too. That you know, like that, and then for him to say he died of a lightning strike on a pretty day. Yeah. Ooh. I I thought it was a cool story, but the more I think about it, I'm just kind of like, did they go too far with that? I mean, they're, they're slowly trying to bring a little mysticism back into the show. Yeah, we got away and, from the three wolves and seeing the visions and all that stuff, and then this was kind of the first. Well, I mean, last week we talked a little bit about the mysticism being brought back, and here it was again, but yet again, it didn't affect me this time around. And You know, I guess you had to come up with some kind of cool story for people to have that superstitious feeling and thought process for why they do what they do when it comes to this situation. And like now that they're kind of expanding on the lore and everything, it's fitting them a little bit more instead of it was initially thrown in and I didn't understand the background of the ferals. Right. And right. so it's not bugging me nearly as much. Right. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, you know, that, 
that kind of wraps in a nutshell. I want I want to start reading some of this feedback. These some of these are hilarious. The, the, for, I'm gonna start off with the Hansel fan club. You know, these are some <laughs> of the, the, the cool lines we got, especially off Twitter and Facebook. Lauren Steve is like. Uh, her favorite part was Hansel defying gravity and attacking <laughs> Sally's brother. She thought that, you know, like I said, the spider monkey, monkey scene over the top. Molly uh, Stimmel was like, you know, Hansel kicking doors in and and kicking some ass. You know, Stephanie Ayana was like Hansel standing up for Sally. Uh, James Kale Land, I think is his name. Uh, he said Hansel kind of went into Mortal Kombat mode. <laughs> I, was, I, I was like, yeah, what are you gonna, finish uh, him. <laughs> finish him. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and of course, several people, even like Autumn, which is at, at page two, was like Hansel's all the way. You know, and you can definitely tell that's that's why. Yeah. You know, they, that's their thrill for the episode, you know. I mean, a little bit of this. Uh, did the women have like a lackluster performance for you in this episode? Not I mean, as involved. It was very masculine, and we've, which is a little sad because we've had a very strong woman presence in this right. show. Right. Well, you know, other than you know, like one of our feedbacks brought up is like Cindy, uh, so, uh, I think it's Sores. She said one of her favorite parts was Lady Ray basically looking at Asa and Big and calling them idiots, <laughs> you know, and telling you both no, you know, yeah. and so on, and kind of having a gut check that you know. Big Mama has said this, this, and this. And so I, I, I kind of agree with Cindy there. That was a kind of a, a pivotal situation. Yeah. You know, and where I mean, it, it was kinda... needed and shows just how strong and respected that she is. But, I mean, outside of that and, you know, good old witch, you know, Guinevere didn't have a strong episode. Sally Ann didn't have a strong episode. No. Uh, the sister did. Yeah, uh, I mean, in the beginning there, you know, kind of threatening about taking the kid away. I give you that. Um, here was the feedback I like. I'm gonna pose this question for you. Um, Ann McDonald said um, that she thought about the Asa the Ned situation. Mm-hmm. She believes that Asa is trying to give him a wake up call for Ned to sw- swap sides to be uh, a voice for the Pharaohs. Um, like you and I just talked about, I kind of think Ned's plot line is. Yeah. run aground. I mean, maybe that's what he was trying to do because he looked up on the site, saw he was a higher up, but. As we just found out, Ned doesn't have much swing. You know, there's one person in charge, and she's not letting. No, this. Old, old Ned, there. You know, he's you know he's not tickling his knee without his hand. Let me tell you, yeah, there's I mean, no swing down there. He, he's uh, a cog that can easily be replaced as soon yes. as it starts. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I hate to say that. Like I said, I think they needed the Patsy. They needed somebody to have this situation, and I think, like I said, I think they, I think. I think his plot lines ran aground. I yeah. think, you know, we've exhausted that. We're going to move into the Cole lady is going to become the true antagonist. And that to get to her, you're going to have to get to her. Yeah. You know and I mean? there's going to be zero intimidation. So I'm excited to see what Asa starts trying to do to her. Right. There, there was no time. I mean, like Joanne O'Connor said, I th- I look forward to the paybacks. I do believe the Cole lady is about to get it coming. Oh. So I think, you know, I think she's right. I think the net, like we say, Ned's moved on. I think the Cole woman's going to be at the brunt of the things coming forward. I, I don't see anything touching her no. until towards the end of the series no, or the t- end of the season. Anything. I see her just trying to be puppet master and pulling strings in different directions, continuing that arc. Yeah, it's going to be hard to touch using her. this. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I'm with that on that. Um, now, one of the things, uh, Christopher uh, Muggleston and the. T- um, the Tarsha Brown Ross, they said the top part, just as I said, the top part was is the the cussing of the <laughs> old woman. Uh, they discussed how 
lovely much, scene. Yeah, how much it was over the top, the best, and so on. And, you know, complete character change. And I agree with that 100%. So I, I'm really looking at uh, like I said, we received tons of feedback. Can't express how exciting that was and how great it was. Looking forward to getting more. And the bottom line is, is if you want to get done listening to this episode, give us some feedback on the episode itself. If there's something y'all want to hear us talk about or something we missed, or like I said, we posed a question about why was Asa at the police station? What was the motivation? Did he snitch? Did he not? What do you, what do you think he was going with that? I think it's a really legitimate question that can go either way. I mean, that's a turning point of the series. Yeah, I really do. You know, Because we haven't seen Asa trying to make a power play for Brendan or anything else. And if he did set them up, that was the power play. A major power play. Um, like you said, it kills all those birds in one stone, you know, and you know, or it could have. Yeah. Know, it was a very legitimate possibility. Um, but other than that, the preview, the preview, wow. I mean, the episodes are starting to shape up like we thought they were two weeks ago. Anybody out there ever expect you would see big in the cage? No. And then Wow. How- but, I mean, coming back to what our viewers said, you know, revenge, you know, it always comes back around. That's right. Hansel coming right up with the old cup and yeah. throwing it in his face. There ain't no doubt. And bottom line is, is that I live by this, is that you might not get it in the wash, but dang it, we'll get you in the rinse. <laughs> you know, and I think Big Foster is getting rinsed, you know. And so I'm kind of curious. It looks like we're going to get a lot of screen time on the mountain. I think the next episode is going to be about them handling their own problems on the mountain and stash handling his new problems on the, on the, on the town. Lots of problems. So I think that's going to be the majority of the next episode. And then that's seven. I think hopefully by eight, nine, we're finally going to get some conflict. A couple more battles. Yeah. Do you think the next battle happens on the mountain? Yeah. I, I think we might get like a, I'm kind of really surprised we hadn't had like a courageous group of rednecks go up there and see if they could do something on their own. Well, they tried, and four of them lost to Asa at the base of the mountain, and no one's really thought about doing anything ever true. since. Well, they came they came swinging with you know nothing but their Johnson in their hand and one pipe. You know, I you know, I'm waiting on something to come I mean, up when there. When you got four against one, you think that's? All I mean, yeah. Mean. I mean, the odds are in favor there. So I, I don't know. But I, it's also we've learned you're not just walking straight up that mountain. No, you're so yeah. Your three-hour yeah. trek, you better know where you're going to. Yeah, watch out for bear traps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I think that's part in play too of why we haven't seen it. Just a that's group true. Of you got to imagine there's probably some media out there saying the sheriff tried to get up there and mm-hmm. lost his head. So the motivation to go up the mountain is probably pretty low. Yeah, I mean it's slim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe a, next week. Yeah. There's um, falling four wheelers going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But um, I don't have anything else. Do you got anything to rock with? Uh, let us know if you like the new format. Do you like us, you know, going character by character, going to the story, then meeting at the end? Or do you like yeah. us just kind of spouting off? Yeah, I mean, we could go chronological. Don't think it's that fun. But if you if you dig it, let us know. Um, guys, like I said, feedback. We want to make this more of a viewer feedback and, you know, fewer directed show. And so the more y'all see it, the more we talk, the more we converse, I think the better the show's going to be because yeah, I mean, y'all's opinions matter more than what we can even say. I just want to make it entertaining for you. Uh, you can always reach us at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter or Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com. As well as we have a Facebook page. We also have a Bleed TV um, on Podbean if you want to check us out from our hosting site, which is an awesome hosting site, by the way. Inexpensive, very user friendly. Give them a little shout out. 
Um, and we really, really enjoy it. Um, but other than that, guys, I'm going to call it a night. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all guys next week. Bye.